Gentleness and respect need to characterize our actions, our words, our postings, our tweetings, our textings as followers of Jesus. We have to ask ourselves, are we using our words to build people up? We're to do that with the truth, of course, but also with great love that needs to characterize all of our postings. Welcome to the In Doubt Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Indo Podcast Show. My name is Isaac, your host, and with me today is the beautiful Brittany. Hey, guys. Hey, so we are continuing our two-week series on social media. So Phil Calloway, uh, Christian humorist, host of Laugh Again, is going to be joining us again today, or I had a talk with him earlier, and we'll be presenting that. And uh, before and after, I get to chat with my wife. Now, here's something about social media that we know uh, about, that social media Yes, it can be a great thing, and we've been talking about that for the last two weeks, but it also can be very, you know, distracting and take you away from, you know, work, let's say. Yesterday, I'm just reminded. So I'm, I'm doing my work, and I open up my social media account, and I notice that on the news, breaking news, there's this guy climbing the Trump Tower in Manhattan, New York. Mm-hmm. He's climbing the tower. I told you when I got home. I know. I kind of felt bad because I was kind of taking taking me away from my work. But it was just incredible that this guy, he was had suction cups. He had four of them. He had a harness on. So he would suction one with his harness. And then he would suction the other one farther up and put his leg in a string and lift himself up. Now, finally, uh, the cops were able to take off a huge window panel and take it <laughs> off and uh, he was sort of like that was there that was a little bit up higher than he was so he was sort of uh stuck you know he couldn't really get anywhere but anyways that was just to show that man because of social media we are able to get all the news in the entire like if we there, if there was no social media we would have no idea that a guy was climbing a trump tower i know not, not we it's no, crazy no just idea. a live stream it's just a live stream of anything and everything. It's just pretty credible. Yeah. When you told me that, I thought it was like some sort of challenge or something. And then you told me that the police were there and they were trying yeah. to get him down. And that's when it clicked for me. I was like, oh, he's doing this and he's not supposed to be doing this. No, he is not. And I he, I'm, he got in trouble. I don't know if they're going to make an arrest or anything like that. But I'm sure by this time already, there has been some sort of charges laid because it's pretty reckless. All right. Well, at this point, we're going to move right into the conversation that I had with Phil Calloway. Well, I'm in the studio once again with my good friend, Phil Calloway. Hey, Phil. Hey, Isaac. Phil reigns from, I, I don't know if you know this, but the biggest city in Canada. No one really knows about it, but it's called Three Hills, uh, Alberta. Yeah. Uh, so there are 3,500 yeah. of us out here. 3,500. You, you didn't know it. Yeah. No, I, tell I you, didn't we've, know it. We've got a, a light, almost a stoplight. It's, it's, well, it's a blinking red light. It's not really a stoplight but uh those are f- quite those are quite advanced yeah it's, so. it's pretty yeah it's it's we're 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 into the 19th century now that's good hey you know what you got to start somewhere and you got to keep growing so that's that's awesome hey what's the do you know the reason why it's called three hills well there I could take, are i could take a wild guess but yeah it's because there are nine hills here no it's because there are <laughs> there are sort of three hills here Three okay. Hills is uh, is rather world famous for its Bible college, for Prairie Bible College. There are literally thousands of missionaries all over the world that got their training here. So wow. I can't, uh, I can hardly open a car door without bumping into one of them wherever I wow. go. Wow, uh, that's pretty so cool. cool. 
That's awesome. Well, um, if you weren't listening last week, Phil and I were chatting a little bit about social media and really it's just a conversation. We're talking about some of the pros, some of the cons of social media. And we kind of had the idea of, okay, you know, if Jesus was on Facebook, you know, what sort of things would he do and not do? And and last week, you know, Phil talked about near the end, he talked about the fact that, you know, he, he took a little bit of a sabbatical from social media and the peace that was able to come and everything. The reason why that peace came was because you know, social media tends to be very self-centered. And, you know, Phil shared some stories and some statistics uh, about that and how people are craving that sort of me-centered confirmations and affirmations from social media. So we can see that Jesus probably would have, you know, done his little, you know, went up on the mountain and prayed away from everything. Uh, Today, though, I I would love to chat to Phil, and I mean, all you guys are a part of this, uh, about, you know, if, if Paul, you know, was here today and, you know, he was writing to Christian leaders like Timothy and Titus, what sort of things would he be, you know, talking to Timothy and Titus about in regards to using social media for the kingdom? So, you know, maybe he, he's going to talk to them about how it can impact them personally for their own ministry or how they can now use it and sort of look outward and use it to preach the gospel and all those different things. So, Phil and I are going to chat about that. We're going to talk about what it kind of looks like to be a evangelical, evangelistic Christian on social media. So I guess the first thing is this. When we first talk about evangelism, Phil, let's just bring it down to the basics. What's what's the root of evangelism? Well, I think for me, it's a deep desire in me uh, to have those who, who are in my life who do not know Christ to know him. A number of people that I that I get together with, I, I long for them to know what has changed my life. I am merely a witness to what God has done in my life. And uh, so, you know, it's like getting up on the witness stand and saying, this is what I saw. So let me tell you, here's what Jesus has done. Here's what I have seen him do in my life. Um, I think of so many that I have I've just, for some reason, the Lord has allowed me to see them come into the kingdom. I think of a, of a young person just very recently, um, about 19 years of age, who, who just said to me, you know what, the only thing that, I, she said, in the midst of all that I'm going through, of the struggles of life, she said, I, I, I've just been thinking lately, I, I, there has to be a God. And mm. so she had listened to the radio program and just got in touch with me and wanted to talk and, and to be able to pray with her. You know, I, I just said, you know, do you ever just go out into the, in, in, at night, just go out and look up in the sky and, and think to yourself, how did this all happen? She said, all yeah. the time, all the time. Yeah. And that's clearly someone that the Holy Spirit is drawing to himself. And so right. to have a tiny, tiny part of, of, of being a little link in that chain of grace is, is an awesome thing. And uh, so we use whatever tools we can to, to make that happen. Exactly. And as you say that, I'm just, that's encouraging because, I mean, we, we often hear of the illustration of, you know, you may be the one that has to dig into the dirt and get dirty in order for the seed to be planted. Someone might be the person that gets to plant the seed. Someone gets to be the person that puts the dirt back on top. Someone gets to be the person that waters and so on and so forth. And you never know kind of where you are in that journey of God's sovereign plan to, to save one person, you know? And I I just think that's, I think it's a cool way to think about it because sometimes it's like, I feel like I'm not doing anything with this person. Like it feels like I'm right in the dirt. And that's probably because you are. 
and it's God's plan for that way. So that's really cool. But I guess the question is this, you know, as you talk about that, that's obviously you have this relationship with this person and you've talked to them and they've talked to you. So, you know, does evangelism per se, whatever aspect it is, whatever part of it it is, like, does that have a place on social media and on Facebook and everything like that? Well, I certainly think it does. Uh, I, I think we have to be very wise. Um, mm. I've seen a lot of believers who <laughs> kind of go on there and, and make people mad. Um, and they do that by by just being very abrupt, by being mm. unkind, by calling people out. Uh, you know, when I read for in 1 Peter 3 um, about, uh, you know, be prepared to have an answer for the hope that is in you, but yeah. do this with gentleness and respect. People uh, often forget those that last part. <laughs> well, people often forget the, the gentleness and respect. They just do. And, and so you, I don't think you'd look at um, Twitter, at Facebook, um, maybe Instagram. I, I don't think you'd say, well, th- you know what characterizes it is gentleness and respect. What I've done with my Facebook page is, is to, to remember above all that I am a follower of Jesus. And what's happened as a result of that, now, th- that doesn't mean I'm always preaching, even. It, it means that it's a lot of fun. Um, right. And suddenly, my Facebook page is maxed out, partly, I think, because people realize they'll be respected there, even if they dif- mm. disagree with me. Um, in fact, you know, if you disagree with me, you, you may be right. I'd like to know. Uh, right. I had a, an atheist uh, from the East Coast uh, contact me. This would be about I don't know six to eight months ago, and and kind of tell me off, and and just for being a Christian and, and having no brains. So what I decided to do was was just I, I put something just kind of kind uh, in there on Facebook to him. Uh, I, I wasn't condescending or anything, but I contacted him immediately in private, and just um, just said hey you know what thanks for getting in touch with me and I don't know what you know, what your life is like and, and um, would love to stay in touch. And, and could I send you one of my books? And mm. he's, he, he was, you know, it's funny because he, here's the deal. Uh, when one of the first basemen from the New York Yankees was, uh, I believe, traded to, to Seattle. I wish I knew his name. Uh, it's kind of gone on me now. I'm, I'm that bad age where sometimes these things flee. Uh, they, they did a, a great big billboard right down by the subway and they set up some TV cameras and they said, okay, you guys, listen, they told people there, come and tell him off. Here's a big picture of him. Just stand here. People stood there. Some of them swore at him. Some of them just called him, you idiot. What are you leaving New York for, you jerk? Wow. And then all of a sudden, they said to these people, hey, watch this. And the guy came out from behind the big picture. Wow. And immediately everything changed. So people stood there and they went, oh, Hi. Oh, you're you've been such a great guy. I, I'm sorry you're leaving us. We love you. We oh, we've loved your years with the Yankees. Isn't that astounding? And we yeah. do that on Facebook where we get That's on there a good and point. we yeah. post junk. And and this guy, as soon as I got in touch with him in private, not everybody's going to do that, obviously, but um, he responded so well, and I sent him a book, and suddenly, I mean, the guy, he's posting wonderful things. Um, I don't believe he's, he's yet come to faith in Christ, but you know what? Gentleness and respect need to characterize uh, our, our actions, our words, our postings, right. our tweetings, our textings as followers of Jesus. 
And that's such a, that's a great story because what it really does show is uh, that kind of silliness that so many people have when they're on social media thinking that that screen really is a, you know, a bulletproof window where you are safe from offending others and other people kind of attacking you. For some reason, we think that it's totally fine to say and do whatever because you're in the protection of, you know, your home or sitting on the toilet or whatever you are. Right. Uh, but the reality is, is that you're, you're doing just as much impact to someone or all of your followers as you would be if you were standing right in, in front of them, which yeah. is powerful. Well, our words as believers are so important. I I am doing what I'm doing today because a high school teacher amid all the other teachers who couldn't, well, they couldn't stand me. I was uh, I was not a good guy to have in your class. Uh, he came to me and said, Callaway, you have a gift in the area, area of communication. I want you in my communication arts class tomorrow morning. It's not too late in the semester to start. I've never forgotten those words. And, and he said, you make people laugh. I can help you do it better. And wow. for the first time in my life, a teacher wanted me in their class. So those, that, those words, see, all these years later, I've never forgotten them. And our words really matter. So yeah. our, we have to ask ourselves, uh, you know, are, are we using our words in whatever context it is to build people up? We're to do that exactly. with, with the truth, of course, but also yes. with great love. And uh, that needs to characterize all of our postings. Well, I, I was recently reading through, uh, or I was I was looking into James, and uh, we obviously know he spends a lot of time talking about the mouth and the mm. tongue, and how you know one thing could set a one word could set a whole forest ablaze. And then he says it's it's crazy that one out of the same mouth come blessing and cursing, and he makes a point saying we actually curse those that are made in the image of God. And and the reason I was looking into this, and I, you probably heard about the news, but a few years ago now, a comedian publicly about three years ago uh, was sort of making fun of this boy that had a a disability. And uh, now, uh, you know, four years later, he is ordered uh, from the government to pay $35,000 to this boy and his family because of these words that he, you know, said to on his, you know, comedy tour just to get a laugh. And it's just amazing to see how much, you know, these words can impact someone, you know, and obviously this was humiliating to this, to this boy. He was, he was a boy, he was about 14 years old. So it's incredible to see how uh, impacting words can be. And it's just, you know, he can be up there on the stage uh, making people laugh on there, or we can be typing it out uh, on a few sentences and sending it off into the online world. Yeah, no, and I've seen it do great, great damage uh, when we don't use our words the way we should. Uh, Facebook, in particular, has just been, uh, it has opened some horrible doors uh, that people are yeah. able to use. And so we, you know, it, we have to have a higher calling. You know, what, one of the rules that I've come up with is, is uh, basically don't post when you're mad. <laughs> right. We've all seen people do that. We've maybe done yeah. that ourselves. And when I was a little kid, my dad, um, he, he worked in a position where he, he got a lot of heat and used to get some, some angry letters. He was on the board at a different at a ministry. And he, I, I heard uh, them talking, my mom and dad talking about, um, you know, remember, my mom said, remember, you know, the letter rule. And I said, well, what's that? 
And, and she said, basically what it is, is you take an angry letter, you put it into a drawer, and you leave it there for three days before you respond to it. Now, how different when you think of fast forward through the years, we get a text maybe, that's, and we are expected to respond immediately to it. We don't have to. You know, there is no rule in the Bible that tells you respond to Facebook messages within 37 seconds. <laughs> Facebook wants you right. to, but you shouldn't. Uh, so yeah. don't do it. Don't post when you're mad. Um, you know what? Post after you've said, Lord, what, what would you have me do? And, and what would you do? I think it's a great question. You know, how would yeah. Jesus respond to this? And sometimes he would respond fairly directly, wouldn't he? Um, yeah. But I think, uh, you know, the truth uh, always should go hand in hand with love. Yeah, that's a really that's a really good point. Uh, one of our last questions here, uh, Phil, is you know what are your thoughts about? And we kind of already talked about it, but engaging kind of controversial topics on social media, especially when it comes to maybe uh, religion or or faith or or so on. You you had talked about this atheist you know guy that had talked to you, and then you immediately private messaged him. Do you think that's the best way, or is it is it good to sort of have an open conversation that's you know that the public can look into? I think it's good to have a public conversation at times. Um, realize that some are more gifted at doing that than others. And if you are yeah. one of those who, who does it prayerfully in a loving way, uh, with tact, with excellence, and, and with real biblical knowledge, then I say, you know what, that's great. Um, yeah. Do it like you're sitting over coffee, and you care about that person. That person cannot leave the room without knowing that you care about them. And so I would say that. I, I've just loved different ones in my life who, who will debate those who don't see eye to eye at all with things uh, that, that, they, you know, that they believe. And, and yet they do this with that gentleness and respect. So uh, keep that in mind uh, when, you're, when you're posting. And sometimes, you know what, if it turns ugly, I think there's a time where you, you just say, um, you know what, hey, it's time, uh, let's, let's message in private on this. I, I don't think we'll do this publicly anymore. That can be a yeah. good way of going. That's so good. And 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 last and lastly, la- your last episode you had talked about, you know, about 5 years ago, you you know, you were going on social media at night. Um are are, are there some things that you do now uh, as a Christian leader, a uh, very public, you know, leader, um with social media, do you, do you put up boundaries? Uh, I know a lot of our listeners want practical things. Like what what are some things that you do to sort of, you know, be a a healthy Christian and a healthy leader, healthy husband, father, when it comes to social media? Well, you know, yesterday I, I celebrated a large birthday and I realized um, I just wasn't really on Facebook at all. Uh, I enjoy it and go on there to, to try to do good things and encourage others, and make people laugh. That's my role as, as the guy who does laugh again on the radio. Um, but what really meant the most to me last night was was just to get with people who who love me, the people at home, the people who are going to cry mm. at my funeral. <laughs> um, we decided years ago that, that we would never have our devices at the dinner table. And so our kids would come and their friends would come over and sometimes the friends would, would have the phone and it would ring at the table. And, and I'd just say, you know what? Um, sorry, we don't do that. We don't, you know, is that, are you going to die if you don't answer that? 
Well, no, they never were. So uh, we had, we, and, and to this day in a restaurant, the kids all know what the rule is. We put the, ta- well, the phones in the middle of the table and uh, the first one to pick it up, they pay for the meal. And it's amazing <laughs> uh, what it takes for a, someone to pick it up. Um, they never do. Uh, so last night was a time with, with some friends and with my family. And um, I would really encourage people to to work on real face time. There is no substitute yeah. for real face time. You know, that's um, so good. Jesus never said, um, I was in prison and you texted me. <laughs> I was, <laughs> you know, I was sick and you tweeted about it. Uh, there's no substitute for being there. Yeah, you can't so always good. be there, uh, but you can do what you can. And sometimes you can use social media to, to, to encourage other people. But often it's those people in our lives that we really spend time with. And me as a dad and now suddenly a grandpa, I'm that old, I can't believe it. Our time goes so fast. Make yeah. sure that you're living today, that you're not wasting those hours, that you're really doing things with others. And that includes getting outdoors and not with Pokemon. That You know, uh, bless their hearts. I'm sure there's something good about this. One mother told me, don't make fun of Pokemon. She said, my son is finally out of the house. Oh, man, <laughs> did it take that to get him out of the house? I don't know. Our kids left the house pretty early because, uh, you know, we started charging them rent when they were four. Uh, So you may want to try that. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't send me letters about that. No, no, of course not. Well, Phil, it's been wonderful chatting with you over this uh, this uh, short two-week series talking about social media. Now, uh, Phil, uh, as I mentioned before, he is the host of Laugh Again. And La- Phil, Laugh Again, is, it's in Canada, obviously, but it's also in, in, in some parts of Europe. Yes. Yeah, it's in uh, the UK and English-speaking Africa and then parts of the States as well with hopes to, to take it right across the country there. Yeah, that's amazing. And and we, you know, I, I work at the offices here in Abbotsford and we, on a daily basis, uh, are getting feedback uh, of people calling in and emailing, uh, talking about, you know, how they have been impacted. Not just, oh, he's funny, but saying, no, no, like, I've, Jesus has met me through through what Phil has said and, and so on and so forth. So, first of all, I just want to thank you, Phil, obviously, for your ministry and what God has oh. done through you. And if, so if anyone wants to uh, hear uh, Phil's messages, they can go to laughagain.ca and uh, you can check through all his uh, his short, little, but awesome and powerful uh, stories that he, he does daily. So it's a lot of fun. Anyways, Phil, thank you so much for being on the Endowed Podcast Show, and I hope that you come back on soon. You're very welcome, Isaac. And I, I should also say just uh, how much I appreciate what you're doing and... Uh, your listeners are wise and discerning to be listening to this program. And, and I know they'll continue to be blessed and ministered. And, and you and your lovely bride take good care. Awesome. Thank you so much, Phil. Have a good one. You too. Well, that was Phil Calloway and I talking a little bit about social media. And uh, he called you lovely. That was very sweet of him. It was. So why don't we chat for a little bit, Britt, uh, about social media, mm-hmm. about debates, yeah. about these kind of public online kind of arena of of debating people and arguing with people, because that is one of the main kind of uses. I mean, when I when I scroll through my newsfeed, I'm seeing either someone's quoted something or posted an article or whatever, and then underneath the comments are just people 
you know, and when I read through it, they have long paragraphs with these facts and everything, and they're trying to prove their point, mm-hmm. you know? So r- really the ultimate question in all this is like, is this, is this okay to do? And uh, what are some of the implications of, of doing this, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Um, yeah. I mean, it's so easy to like get emotionally charged when you see stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's like where a lot of those comments come from is that you read someone's post or you read an article someone has highlighted and, or you just read the comments and you get fired up and you just want to like slam back. Right. Because it's so easy to. Well, right? it is. And I, I mean, in that illustration that Phil had talked about, right, about the athlete that was going to leave. And then they he walks out from behind the screen and everyone that was just easily bashing him because they knew that he wasn't there are now kind of shaking in their boots saying, I mean, you're cool. Like you're – and I think a lot of people online, like you you read their post and you're like, wow, they must be strong. Yeah. And then if you really knew, you know, they're in their parents' basement, you know, drinking, yeah. dr- drinking Doritos, <laughs> eating Doritos and drinking pop. And yeah. they're, you know, Googling their argument on well, the side. And of- you know what? That's something we were talking about too. It's that because of Google, and I'm kind of stealing your point here, but because of Google, <laughs> because of Google right there, you can literally open another window, find another fact if in an instant and then come back with yeah. that. And then when people are reading, it's like, oh, you, that guy's really smart. They must be some scientist. And they're like, well, no, he's he's 22 and he, you know. <laughs> he knows how to use Google. <laughs> he knows how to type uh, on his QWERTY keyboard, right? Yeah. Uh, but like you were saying, you should talk about like just, you know, back in the olden days. Yeah, just how like our ability to, to argue, um, just argue our, take a stance on something or argue, we've kind of lost that like oratory, rhetorical ability that they had way back in ancient Greece. Right. Because like way back in the day, you know, they had these public forums where you'd all meet in an arena and someone would stand in the middle and present their case and you had to persuade the majority of the people that your case was right or your opinion or whatever you were defending was, was worthy. And you got slammed and it was all like there face to face, you know, they probably had their like rotting food and throwing, you know, yeah. their tomatoes and whatever. Right. And they hated yeah. you and like, phys- like physically removed you off the platform or whatever. Right. Like you, you kind of really took it, took it if yeah. it didn't go so well for you. And um, yeah, but we've, we've lost that ability to, to even just like have a, have a face to face argument or discussion with someone right. in a in a healthy way like right and kind of an established bordered way yeah. in a sense cuz i think what social media has done is sort of breaking all those walls so that anyone and everyone can join yeah and i think like when i look through the new testament and i look at confrontations and debates and arguments they were um, specific to places with mm-hmm. specific people. You know, you Paul walking in Athens and he goes and he speaks uh, in the uh, Areopagus, right? With mm-hmm. the thinkers, yeah. right? So he's specifically going to them. He's not just going into whatever. He's going to synagogues, right? Yeah. And then he would go to the marketplaces. And the other areas we see someone like Paul or Stephen or one of the martyrs uh, or the disciples or the apostles speaking out and making their case is when they have been taken by the authorities mm-hmm. and are given the chance to state your case. Now, when you're on Facebook and it's, you know, 10 p.m. at night, it's not as if you're being held up and you have to give your account. Yeah. No, it's like we we just we somehow feel like we are able to kind of say whatever we want to say in hopes that people will. We almost kind of want that 
that argument, you yeah. know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the appeal is, but it could be anything. Like I think when people post stuff, it could be anything from a cry for help right. I mean, or um, like just attention, whatever it is. So when we're engaging that, we have to be sensitive to mm-hmm. like look past the external comment or whatever it is right and say okay there's obviously like some sort of like deeply rooted emotion or issue that's going on under all of this right you know what i mean like yeah, yeah if you if you especially as as christians who love the lord and we're supposed to love people and that can be really hard when they you know are annoying or whatever right um but when yeah when we see that we have to be like mature about it right yeah. and we have to be able to look past look past the external and think about, okay, well, what's really going on with this person? Because right. if you're just going to attack the external, it's you're just wasting your time. Exactly. You know? You're just yeah. wasting your breath, your virtual breath. And right. yeah, it's... <laughs> well, I guess the really question is like, and we talked about this kind of last week, but if Jesus had social media and people were starting to say things that were completely anti-God or whatever, just think a cry for help, like what would he post? Or, you know, or would he say you know, where's your address so I can come talk to you in person or something, you know, or or would he even be bothered? Yeah. I'm not sure. But coming back to the words thing, I thought I'd read a little bit of um, uh, James 3, which is like super powerful when it comes to our words. And I think it'd be a good kind of ending to this series because I mean, social media, yeah, there are lots of videos and stuff like that, but a lot of it is words, Mm -hmm. words, articles, it's posting, it's tweets, all these different little characters um, it's about words. And uh, I mean, the Lord is not um, shy to give us the, you know, the straight up low down, straight up low down of, of words mm-hmm. and the effects that they have. But this is what it says in uh, James chapter three. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that uh, we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. So again, on social media, you have people posting articles and stuff trying to teach others. Yeah, Dangerous. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says he's a perfect man, uh, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder uh, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. And I mean, we can translate that obviously to the keyboard and our fingers. Mm-hmm. You know, when we say something or we whatever, we, what we post, I mean, it's guiding the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, how great a forest to set ablaze by such a small fire. Verse six, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. Uh, it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not be so. Does uh, a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. And I think it's kind of sobering for us to 
pretty much what what we're saying, what what the Lord is saying through James here to us is that you know the tongue is evil. It's wicked. It's yeah. a wicked thing, and, uh, and we all have one, and we do right in the middle of our face. <laughs> yeah, right exactly. There. And I, I I honestly do think that if social media weren't around and we just had all of the friends that we have on social media in front of us, there's a lot of things we wouldn't say. But because of that sort of fake, false wall security of sec- blanket. security blanket, we sort of let um, the sparks of our words light up massive fires that don't need to be around. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Well, anyways, that wraps up the uh, Indo podcast today. I hope you enjoyed this series uh, with Phil Calloway and Britt hanging out with me for this last episode here on social media. Jesus on Facebook and Paul on Facebook as well. Um, if you have any questions, I would love for you to email us at info at indo.ca. You can also follow us on our social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and so on and so forth. Well, anyways, I'm Isaac. I'm Brittany. And this is the Indo podcast. The In Doubt Podcast is a part of Back to the Bible Canada's young adult ministry, In Doubt. All of Back to the Bible Canada's ministry programs and resources are created for the purpose of leading people forward in their walk with Jesus every day. For more information on all things Back to the Bible Canada, visit backtothebible.ca.